0: Dave, Your home for every UNLV Rebel football game is ESPN Las Vegas, 1100 AM and 100.9 FM, KWWN Las Vegas.
1: I'll give coach Gruden all the credit. You know, I
2: mean, he's, anything that he can think of, we try and execute for him, you know? And so um, we, we have, we have definitely some made up type routes. Um, There's definitely some moments that I've completed balls to Hunter and, Coach Gruden and EB will look at us like, you know, like we're on the same page, you know, <laughs> you know, all those kind of things. But, uh, you know, there there are some things that Coach Gruden comes up with that people haven't seen, and uh, it makes it hard to defend. Uh, and especially, obviously we want the touchdown, but even better you get first down at the one. You know, that's drawn that penalty is awesome too. The groins aren't
3: very good usually. Whacking that thing around. The Las Vegas Journal Review.
1: Cocaine is not cheap. The Las Vegas Review Journal. Em.
3: Just being a little sarcastic and having a little fun
1: here.
2: Just crushed my dreams.
1: Boom. Sadness. That's
3: the one. Those are good drops there for the Las Vegas View Journal. This is the guy from the Las Vegas Sun sitting over there laughing. Case Kiefer, it's Ed Graney, Jared running the show. Okay, here we go. We've got our five callers. Winner's going to get a four-pack of tickets to the Leagues Cup September 22nd at Allegiant Stadium. Hope you have a valid email if you called in. Case is going to get—I'm going I'm to give some lyrics to Case in these five songs— and he's going to have to guess. He can either give us the song or he can give us the artist. And if he knows one or the other, he should probably know both. Are you ready? I'm not even going to tell you which genre this is. That you, you know, okay. We're just going to go with this, and you're going to you're gonna have to go with it. Are you ready? It might be down to one then. That, that's tough. That's even all right. tougher. But all right, Here we go. Bye-bye, baby. It's been sweet love, yeah, yeah. Through this feeling I can't change, but please don't take it so badly because the Lord knows I'm to blame. If I stay here with you, girl, things just couldn't be the same because I'm free as a bird now, and this bird cannot change. Leonard Skinner. Oh, one for one. Wow. (laughs) Free bird, obviously. Nate Nate is in play. Good for you. Nice. All right, we'll go to the next one. Looking back on the memory of the dance we shared beneath the stars above for a moment, all the world was right. How could I have known that you'd never say goodbye, and now I'm glad I didn't know? The way it would all end, the way it would all go. Our lives are better left to chance. I could have missed the pain, but I'd have to miss the dance. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, I I don't know this one. i just to you Give us, a, give you us, get, us you an artist. You give us a, take a guess. Cheryl Crow. Oh. No. That's, no. All right. Do you know Jared? Yeah, it's Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks to dance. I told you I country. I had no idea, but Gar—he's I, I, one of five country artists. I would have guessed, so I right. could have gotten that one.
1: All right. So unfortunately, that means Christian is no longer in play because you've been—you—you you have, yeah—you've ruined Christian's day because you need to get all five correct. So he's out. I Sorry, those, Christian.
2: I was not feeling those lyrics either. You weren't? I almost need you. I, I almost, oh, am I supposed to be singing? I, I,
3: if no, I start no, singing, no, it's not be good. It's okay. No, it was, it, was the, it was the writer's fault, not the reader. <laughs> yes, okay, all right. All right, here we go. This is number three. Regrets I've had a few, but then again, too, mention, too few to mention. I did what I had to do and saw it through with exception. And I planned each charted course, each careful step along life's byway. And more, more, much than this, I did it my way. Johnny Cash. Oh, oh, naughty cat. All
2: oh, right. well, Frank Sinatra. Oh, no, so,
3: no, no, My way by Frank Sinatra. Yeah, obviously,
2: right. obviously. Oh. I just uh, jumped. Have you listened? Drew is now out. This is why you don't answer super quickly, because if I would have <laughs> yes. thought two seconds, I would have gotten it right. You said two words. Oh, oh man. I can't remember right. you said two words earlier. out down to in my Nate, mind. Jen, and Chris. Oh, man. All right. I got
3: to be careful here. Ready? I mean, right. yeah, if it's just the one on the rundown that I'm thinking of. All right. I shed tears with my baby sister over the years. We was poorer than the other little kids. And even though we had different daddies, the same drama, when things went wrong, we blame mama. I reminisce on the stress I caused. It was hell hugging on my mama from a jail cell. Now, hold on. Just, just take, I, you You should know take this mean right? no, I mean,
2: <laughs> I, the last one's the one I'm going to kick myself on. I mean, I, I thought for sure the rap one would be Drake, and that'd be the guest, but we all know Drake <laughs> didn't grow up poor, as has been a uh, talking point in the rap community. Started so, from
1: the uh, upper class. And, yeah, exactly.
2: You know. So I know it's not Drake. I have to knock him out. Um, I'm trying to think of the other biggest rap stars right now. Uh, I'm going to go with Tupac.
1: Oh, all right, Nate, i am sorry you are out it's down to jen and chris okay. i got that right right yes okay. yes you got just, third, just you making got third sure third. i can't
2: i can't pinpoint the song i am a big tupac fan though so i should be able to but all right you got it this is it, last though. one last you one you're gonna determine who gets
1: who gets a four pack to go see liga mx versus uh who is it the seattle sounders
3: uh yeah liga mx against seattle you ready uh, I gotta be careful here. <laughs> we, got these, we, got, we got these regulations. We have a delay. We got these. Re- oh, that's true. We have the eight-second delay. All right, ready. Uh, thinking, will I live another twenty-four? I got to go because I got to drop top. And if I hit a switch, I can make the blank drop. Had to stop at a red light, looking in my mirror, not a jacker in sight. Now hold on. Be very careful here because who's 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 up for this? It's it is down to Jennifer and Chris. Okay, did you did did something come to you when I was singing these lyrics? No,
2: could you read at least part oh, of it? Absolutely, again?
3: absolutely. <laughs> this is big news here. You ready? I'm gonna go with different. I'm gonna go a different one. Drove to the pad and hit the showers. Didn't even get static from them cowards. Cause just yesterday, dim fools tried to blast me. Saw the police and they rolled right past me. No flexing. Didn't look in a direction as I ran the intersection. Ice Cube. Oh! Oh!
1: Who wins? Who wins? That would be Chris. Chris, uh. Uh, hang on the line. I'm going to get your information while I assume you guys are going to make a very, very solid um press box. Transition. Yes, In order transition.
2: to get to the race. no, no,
3: no, press box
1: transition. Uh, I,
2: I just want to apologize for whoever had four because that was excuse that was inexcusable. <laughs> I just—I heard two words early. I don't remember what they were, and I didn't. Are you talking about the, the Sinatra one? Yeah, that—that that was absolutely terrible. So I'm glad for whoever had three, but the four was—that's totally on me, and I'm oh, sorry. And man. honestly, the, the Ice Cube one I would have got quicker, but I was thinking. I was probably outsmarting myself. Or I don't know if "outsmarting" is the right word, but you had said there was going to be like a rock and a rap. So I was like, "Okay, this one's got to be rock." I was trying to think of like you got Leonard like... Skinner fast. Yeah, rock was Leonard Skinner. So I was just overthinking the last one. Wow!
3: So you got three out of five.
2: Yeah, I'm, dis- I'm disappointed in my performance. You I could have four out of five. I never would have gotten Garth Brooks, but the Johnny <laughs> Cash was just like I heard two words that I thought were from a Johnny Cash song. You're really uh, disappointed. You're really
3: down on the country.
2: I I, I like old. Old school country, oh you did, like real, uh, like more grassroots, more underground country. I just I cannot stand pop country. It is like, it's like a chalkboard to my ears. So <sighs> I apologize to, I was I was never getting Garth Brooks.
3: All right, press box transition. Uh, I want to ask you about this: the U.S. Women's uh, Soccer for Tyler. Tyler's not here, but we have to have some soccer each day. United States Women's National Players Association on Wednesday labeled the U.S. Soccer Federation's offer of have identic, identical contract proposal for the men's and women's teams a publicity stunt. U.S. Soccer Federation announced its offer on Tuesday as part of an effort. It was to align the women's and men's national team under one CBA. Uh, FIFA offered prize money of $30 million to the women in 2019 Thank World Cup, was, while the men uh, took home $400 million in 2018. Have you followed this in terms of when— obviously, Look, obviously the women have won a lot more than the men over time uh, in soccer here in this country, and they've always thought it's a joke that they didn't get paid— uh, financially and, and to the equal of men. Have you followed this? And, and when you see that now they're offering identical contracts, is that still a shot to the women? Is that say, Do the women have a right to say this is a complete fraudulent thing? This is a joke. It's just a publicity stunt with the media. Why don't you be serious when you're negotiating with us?
2: I've followed it very – not, not, I would say not closely at all. I just, I know it's been a talking point. I know that document, some documentary came out that a lot of people were talking about, it, and it makes sense to me. I feel like you hear way more about the women. I know they've been way more successful. Um, but, you know, I haven't really gotten in the weeds, uh, with it, so to speak. But I, I, I know it sounds like they have a point, and, uh, I, I haven't seen any reaction from them on this new, uh, Proposal yet, but I'll be interested. I mean, the men aren't point. saying
3: anything because they've always made more money. And like we said in the World Cup in 2018, they generated or were given 400 million compared to 80 million by the women uh, from FIFA in the World Cup uh, in 2019. That is a big difference between teams that have large success rates in terms of the margin of good and bad. Um, so I understand what they're saying. Um, Soccer Federation tweeted back on the women, an offer on paper of identical contracts and to discuss equalizing prize money is real, authentic, and in good faith. A publicity stunt is a 90-minute one-sided movie. Um, You see in other sports like tennis where the prize money completely becomes equal. uh, It is not in golf. A lot of it deals with sponsorships, but I've always thought that the women in this sport, and Tyler's talked about it a lot himself, in terms of the women here, get the short end. Uh, I don't know if it's right, but I do think them seeing this as a publicity stunt hold some water because what they're saying is we're going to make everything equal. And I think the women are still saying, why is it still equal? Why is it even equal? Why didn't you come out and say, we're going to have different CBAs and the women are going to make a heck of a lot more money because of success rates they should.
2: Yeah, I, I, I I can see that. Um, I mean, there's no denying what the women have, uh, have done and how much uh, you know what they've achieved but I don't know the numbers uh, the numbers are still there's still there's just such a big discrepancy in two categories in performance and the numbers Um, someone a lot smarter than me is going to have to figure that out and I'm just you know I've tried to follow soccer and more and more I can it's just hard now with everything back I, I
3: obviously you don't listen to this show
2: I didn't know. (laughs) Tyler's a big soccer guy. Oh, my God. I really didn't know. I'm sorry. All right. Please,
3: please hold that as a (laughs) drop. Okay. Please. Play Uh, that every day.
2: I did know. I remember. uh, As
1: long as you just don't
2: bring up fake horses around him. (laughs) Soccer, I I can live with. Didn't he have a back and forth with the uh, former lights coach? That's all I know. That's all I know about him. Oh, no. Him and (laughs) and all the, you squashed that beef uh, earlier. I I got Yeah. (laughs) But there was definitely, there was beef. I got to do my uh, my homework before next time I'm on the press box. I'm oh, sorry. No, I, already no. the, okay. I already don't have the okay. I already don't have the irreverence of uh, Mr. Bischoff, and I uh, clearly don't have the uh, soccer really? knowledge either.
3: Something between you and Bischoff?
2: No, no. I'm just saying he he's more. Uh, I think he's wittier than I. I think he's probably every time I come on here, he's got joke after joke, and I'm trying to. Uh,
1: uh, I mean, I'm feeding. I'm feeding, I'm feeding a lot of those in his ear. Do okay, that uh, all right. Okay, we'll give Jared the Jared credit.
3: Whittier or more sarcastic.
1: Oh yeah, no, just uh, yeah. He's he's misanthrope. Uh, uh, misanthrope.
2: Yeah, that's what I said. He's more. He is yeah, more I, irreverent I, than I, me. I, that's what I said. Yeah. you took it as I was taking a shot at a guy. Not at all. I just feel like he's a uh, he, he's mean. He's got the irreverence like corner. That's all. Than okay. you are.
1: Oh my gosh, I love he that He hates drop. children. Yeah,
3: he doesn't like kids. He doesn't <laughs> like kids. This guy. It's very strange. He's never get. Jared can help me here, but I don't think he's ever getting married.
1: No, no, no. He, he's, he's cool with getting married. Oh, he is. It's they're like okay, dogs. That's where we draw the line. Oh, we've
2: we had. I used to work with someone uh, like this. Since we're since we've been naming people on the VGK beat, I know. uh, there were several newsroom rants that VGK uh, reporter Jesse Granger went on back in the day in the Las Vegas Sun about how he would never consider having kids and kids, he draws the line. So maybe him and Bischoff are like the, the joining hands meme on that one, it sounds I like. I think
3: you got to give someone like Tyler a kid for like a week. I mean, if the kid would survive that, I don't know if they or if he'd lose the kid. He'd, I think like an age group, because you can't give him like a 10 or 12 year old, he'd be out there kicking the soccer ball with the kid and think it's great. You got to give Tyler like a four year old, like where they kind of have to be watched a lot of the time and see what he thinks about that. I I don't think it would change his mind, Jared. In terms of having children, that would actually probably make him more anti-kids. I didn't know that about Jesse. Uh they just so they're all open to marriage, but no no one's open to kids.
2: It, well, I think marriage is a thing like you're not open to until you are. I feel like a lot of people like I'm never getting married and then, you know, you meet the right person and you change your mind. I I mean, I And then your kid breaks her foot. <laughs> there's <mean. laughs> also there's also an element of None of the people from
1: that generation are ever going to own their own home. So, what, having kids is like, oh, okay, but I'll have that luxury. <laughs> like I'll have kid, to pay for that. Kid, kids are kids are a luxury to yeah. the, the the millennial generation of like, yeah, I can't
3: afford kids. What are you crazy? Believe me, I can't afford kids. I you got the, the the argument last night again with the daughter in college in San Diego. Can you Venmo me this? I got a parking ticket. You pay for your own parking ticket. What are you talking about? I go, what do you mean what I'm talking about? I told you not to drive on that campus. She goes, yeah, but I pulled up, and the person in the in the golf cart said I could—he th- said there'd be no problem if I ran in for five minutes. I said, when you came out, he, was he there? No, he was gone. I said, well, <laughs> there's your lesson. Don't listen to the idiot in the golf cart who knows nothing about what the hell he's talking about. You come out, there's a $100 ticket on your window. He literally went, sure. Yeah, exactly. 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 <laughs> It was some kid who I had no idea what she was talking about. She goes, "Can I park here for five minutes?" She goes, "Yeah, I don't care, sure." <laughs> and, I'm not, I'm not
1: a judge parking. Yeah,
3: and she comes out hundred dollar ticket on that campus, hundred dollars.
2: Oh, a hundred dollars. hundred
3: bucks. She thinks I'm paying that. Is she out of her mind?
2: Uh, I just, I used to just never pay them to be honest back in the day. But then if you get like three, they boot your car, and then you got a bigger issue. Nice. But a hundred dollars, man, that's that's that's
1: a lot. I'm pretty sure I still don't have my degree, <laughs> well, because I have un- I have unpaid yes.
2: I have unpaid parking tickets at UNLV. Oh, that's I've a, I've never yeah. paid my UNLV ones either. So I, I back in the day when I Boy, covered more UNLV, I had several at UNLV. But then I think. Uh, one of my former colleagues got his car booted at UNLV one day after I think I think it was after four tickets. So once I hit three, I started making sure I got our UNLV parking pass every time I went down there <laughs> from the office.
3: I'm <laughs> with Jared though because I do believe back in the day at San Jose, I had a lot of tickets, but there was a there was like a notice saying you will not get your degree, and I had to bite the bullet and pay him. But they weren't. I tell you what, they weren't a hundred bucks a piece back then.
2: No, no I think I fifteen, think, twenty,
3: I, maybe tops. Yeah, I thought
2: twenty max even when when I was in college. What? Uh, you know, that's a UNLV is also that's that's their racket. <laughs> that,
3: well, they don't make any TV money off football, so they got to charge yeah. of, they got charge kids a bunch of money on those stupid tickets. <laughs> they actually
1: there. have to they actually have to pay Facebook to get the games <laughs> get on them. the air.
3: <laughs> that's right. All right, when we come back, we'll work our way towards Jr. Starkus. He's got some kind of drink. He'll be with us at nine thirty. Back after this. Jr. Starkus at nine thirty. No idea what he's making today. I think it's some Italian cocktail or something like that. He always tweets out when I tweet down the rundown what he's making, and I just retweet it because I have no idea what it is. I'm much like Case. uh, Not a huge drinker. I did buy some Stella the other day, though. Stella good in your mind?
2: I mean, I don't drink at all, so. Jared? Uh, No. No?
3: No? Okay,
1: so I have the bad experience with Stella where. There's
3: a bad experience?
1: Where I, I think I bought, like, the one thing Estella from, like, a random country store <laughs> on the outskirts of Kansas City near a casino. Um And it was so, like, they must have bought it in the mid-90s, and I bought it in the mid-2010s. It was like, oh, this is really bad,
3: but it's all I've got,
1: so, so I'm going to drink it all. all
3: right. I go with Smiths now, Smiths and Estella. I only get six. I'm not a drinker, but every once in a while, I like to pretend I am. And the Dodgers are on at night and they're losing, uh, you know, the, the one game they lose a week. And I, I got to take a stale out. All right. It's case Kiefer, NFL expert with us. So uh, yeah. Jeff Erickson brought this up uh, earlier today. I, I wanted to ask you about this is w- let's go around the league a little because I, watching Trevor Lawrence, I might be completely off on this. I, one drive I saw literally they had three drops. So I'm like, All right, can can help the kid out. But then he gets the, the interceptions. One, I think was off the hands of a player. So, I don't know what you thought of the rookie quarterbacks, but kind of rank them what you thought. I thought Trevor Lawrence at least looked like an NFL quarterback, or I'm off on that.
2: No, I'm with you. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be fine. Um, You know, it's really hard opening your season on the road in a division game. I mean, these are the teams that – I mean, Houston's had all offseason. I know Houston was a butt of jokes on their own to get ready for that. I I think it probably threw him off a little bit to start, but I think he looked okay once he settled in. I think you mentioned in that earlier interview the drops, which were a big thing. You know, I'll take it a step further and say I'm not even – I'm not ready to completely even write off Jacksonville yet. Um, I know it's troubling with what's going on with uh, Urban Meyer and some of the reports there, but I just feel like Lawrence's floor is – Still pretty high. I don't think this guy's going to be a disaster. He wouldn't be my number one rookie quarterback after one week, but I think you could even make a case for him, number one, despite the turnovers, and I would not be shocked in the slightest if uh, he winds up the best of the the group by the end of the year.
3: Well, let me stay with you on Urban there, because much like Nick Saban, much like Chip Kelly, it appears he's learning the lesson of that you can no longer yell at the freshmen and tell him what to do every day, right? I mean, he, you hear reports that he gets into it with his coaches, he gets into it with his players. Yesterday, he almost looked depressed to be there, but he had to answer the question about USC saying, I'm not going there, which, by the way, given Saban, I'm never going to be the head coach at Alabama. Thanks for checking in. I never believed those guys. But is Urban there for the long haul? I mean, you do have Trevor Lawrence. You do have some building blocks here, which I think would should excite a head coach whose first time in the league as a head coach. You have, you know, this young kind of promising quarterback. It just seems like Urban's always, you know, sour and dour. Every every press conference I've seen since he's been the Jacksonville coach, it's like he doesn't want to be there.
2: Yeah, I'm not ready to say he's there for the long haul or that even he's going to make it through this season. I think, you know, it's still in all likelihood, more likely that he will but like i said it, it's been troubling but it's just one week i think we just have to remember that this was just one game um houston probably is not as bad as we thought i didn't think they were as bad as we thought coming into the season they signed a lot of solid veterans of course they're not going to contend for you know the super bowl or anything but you know it, it was a one game piece i want to give them a couple more weeks see what comes here i think uh, jacksonville hit on some good things by the end of this game like you said trevor lawrence was really you know kind of dealing by the end. And, I mean, he ended up putting up, I think, close to 350 yards, somewhere around there, uh, good yards per attempt. So, you know... and I know Urban's was was a, a great recruiter. That was his number one thing. Right. But I know I, I don't think he's necessarily completely overmatched. I've seen people say that, too, that, oh, this guy just has no chance from a strategic perspective. What concerns me more is the same thing you were saying, is managing the personalities and realizing how to deal with professionals. Right. I think that's the biggest uh, hurdle in his way. And I'm just not ready to say, he, he's done. This isn't happening. It's been one week. Let's give it a few yeah. more before we officially send him to USC.
3: I told Tyler uh, the other day I was able to talk to Lincoln Kenny and, and Kirk Morrison before the Raider game, and they both said this- the same thing he'll be fine if he understands who he's dealing with and, and you know they both played a long time in the league and they're like you know it's not that you know it's somewhat of a cliche you're dealing with men you're dealing with pros but it is true and I think those guys I mean I don't think Saban ever understood it Chip Kelly never understood it they're back where they belong I do think in the long run he goes back
2: yeah in the long run that's probably a good uh a good guess i just I, I i'm not ready to say he's not going to make it through this season uh a couple other guys that he's mentioned me since we're throwing all the names out there steve spurrier and even bobby right. petrino with his uh, short-lived bobby petrino's jared's bit.
3: favorite by the way he loves oh, yes. Bobby yes. Petrino. oh my god he loves bobby petrino stories they're the best they uh, are pretty good any other of uh, the rookies that you liked or didn't like because they all lost
2: uh i'm all in on mac jones i thought he had a very good debut and i mean if you watch that game and even if you look at the box score afterwards the score doesn't really tell the story uh I know I was higher on Damian Harris earlier in the show, but really that fumble just destroyed them. Uh, Other than that, they win the game. They were right there to score at the end. Uh, And Mac Jones, I mean, they didn't super open up the playbook and let him throw down and field a bunch, but he just looked so solid. Uh, I I think as far as, like, offensive rookie of the year, he's the one to beat right now, and I think brighter days are ahead for the Patriots.
3: And you didn't, we were talking during the break, uh, I think Baltimore came here thinking, okay, uh, slight favorite, get the job done, it's the Raiders uh they're go up 14-0 because they have Kansas City in the second week it's gonna you know at worst you get a split I think that's in their mindset they can still get a split they're at home but uh Lamar Jackson comes out he goes it's not about me and Mahomes this week it's about everything else I don't believe that I think when we watch those two play it's about Lamar Jackson and Mahomes uh you're are you on the side of the Ravens this week
2: I am especially at three and a half I like the Ravens plus three and a half it's not my strongest position of the week or anything but I feel like all this talk about the Ravens uh, and how they collapsed, which it is true to a point, but the defense was looking pretty good until the end of the fourth quarter when that happened. This is really tough to come on Monday night football – Travel west, open the season like that, play against what I think is a a good Raiders team that doesn't get enough credit. Um, I'm not, again, the Raiders kind of like the Jaguars. They're not going to compete for the Super Bowl, but I thought they had some pieces in place. We're going to be tougher this year than people thought. I think people look at, you know, losing to the Raiders, oh, this team's done. The Chiefs didn't look too good in week one either. Uh, Talk about misleading box scores. I mean, the Browns on a per play basis just, you know, beat the tar out of them. They got a couple of uh, really, they got a couple of turnovers that helped at the end there. You know, if this number stayed at two and a half like it was before the Monday night football game, I probably would have no real strong conviction. But to jump a point after seeing both those teams play, if you actually watch the games, I do not think that that was called for. And I think this will be a close game. I,
1: Jared's agreed. The biggest thing with the Chiefs is, okay, let's hope Mahomes does three incredible things and pray that that works out. And that's been a strategy for like The last year since the initial Super Bowl win, the entire the entire like there's no defensive strategy whatsoever. Especially with the Honey Badger hurt, the Chiefs' entire game plan is Mahomes will will run uh, the wrong direction and throw across his body seventy yards, and Tyreek Hill will catch and then make one move. Exactly, and and
3: that hopefully he
1: does that three times.
3: That's what that that play was amazing. They had just gone up what eight or nine, and it was like, oh man, the Chiefs are gonna lose. And then that nut job runs out and just <laughs> chucks it up for seventy yards. It's a touchdown, and it's a two point game again. If you're the Browns, Stefanski must be like, what the hell's going on?
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I couldn't agree more. That's what it comes down to, and. You know, I I know also playing into this is in people's memories of Kansas City just destroying Baltimore, I think, each of the last two years every time they've played. But, I mean, again, this is just two games. I think we go way too overboard, especially at the NFL, that that small of a data set. I don't necessarily think that's predictive going forward. In my mind, these are still two teams that have their flaws, but two teams that I'm listing as as Super Bowl contenders, and it's in Baltimore. I think this is going to be a close game.
3: All right, good stuff there from Case in the NFL. When we come back, the one and only J.R. Starkus. Ready for the weekend? Let's find out what's on tap.
1: We can provide you with a wine tasting tour of Tuscany. We cannot change why you drink. It's Thirsty Thursday
3: with Jr. Starkus. Who needs a drink? So we drink and
1: we drink and we drink.
3: At Jr. Starkus on Twitter, Instagram, at Jr. Makes Drinks, Key Account Executive, Southern Glazers, Wine Spirits Nevada, our extreme exologist. What's on Tap for Thursday is brought to you by Liquor World. How are you, buddy? I'm good. How about yourself? Good Good morning. Good. Here with Jared and Case Kiefer. Now, this is live radio. I just got sent a text, and this is going to be awesome. Case Kiefer, I didn't know this, is supposedly a root beer connoisseur. He's the is so I always miss yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the root beer. You yeah.
1: ejected halfway through yeah. that
3: word. Well, I, I need to know, <laughs> <who> Eny, <laughs> I need to know who Enya is. Um, so Case is a huge root beer guy, I suppose. Is this true? Is this, I'm hearing this on Twitter. Yeah, right, so tax, it, 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 it's
2: pretty true. I haven't I haven't been drinking a lot of root beer lately, but as we've repeated again and again on this show today, I, I don't drink, so... <laughs>
0: this would be a great segment for <laughs> yeah, you. So, so, yeah. so, so bear with me, JR. I heard you say that earlier, and I was like, great. So the only person... Because I know Case doesn't drink, Ed doesn't drink unless it's a frappe and frozen, and then Jared will drink anything I put in front of him, so that's yep. at least who I'm yep. talking to you today.
3: We're one for three. Uh, you did a social media rankings, I'm told, by sources, high-level sources, on many root beers. Uh, why don't you give us a few, and Case can either agree or disagree, and I hope he disagrees with you.
0: Wait, I did a social media ranking on root beer. Or did no? Case, I did. Case I it. did. All
3: right, so case, yeah. I want to give you J. I want you to give Jr. some top threes, and we'll see if the extreme exologist uses any of them in any sort of drink.
2: Well, you know, I was trying to do with the more widely available uh, brands back when I was doing that. So I don't know. Some of my favorites were I remember. Uh, I still love Abita, and it's Henry Wine. I'm going to say it wrong, but Henry Wine, something, or others. Uh, those those were the top two of the uh, kind of widely available root beers I reviewed. Uh, are, are my taste buds uh, acceptable, JR? Uh,
0: yeah, they are. I mean, there's a lot of good, like, all right, so you don't like to drink? I'm not a fan of root beer, personally. But, <laughs> this this but segment is going <laughs> very well. <laughs> no, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like, it's one of those weird things, like, uh, for instance, my, my son hates cucumbers but loves pickles. Um, I don't like root beer, but I like root beer float. I don't know why. I, it's probably the ice cream that does it for me. Okay. So, But I, I won't drink. Like, to me, when people are like, oh, look at that root beer. That's so refreshing. I want some of that. Like, it has no interest to me whatsoever. Um, I also, like, in the classic world of cocktails or beverages, alcoholic beverages, body marries to me are repulsive, but people love them. Uh, so, I mean, everybody kind of tweaks it a little bit, but uh, sassafras and root beer and those flavors, they certainly do have a fun kind of calling in cocktails. You can use them, especially coming into the winter months that we're coming into now
3: that's my next question because you, you you use a lot of stuff in all the drinks you you make for us but what's the percentage that you would use root beer or, or something like it in some of these drinks
0: very low probably unless you're doing like an alcoholic root beer float I did one a few when I worked for Rick moonin at RM seafood we did a um, anchor steam root beer float so I had my pastry chef and I worked on a anchor steam beer ice cream vanilla ice cream and we made that into a root beer float um, so that was kind of fun so I mean you know, you don't use it in drinks all the time, um, but it, you, you'll find it every once in a while. It's Sassafras and root beer is, is kind of one of those flavors that is uh, you like it or you don't like it. You know, there's very little in between.
3: All right. Well, let's get to this because you're texting Tyler and I last week about establishments you're at around town. We won't mention which ones. You obviously have some contracts. Uh, how are things uh, <laughs> contracts. with contracts? How are things uh, opening up around town as you go around uh, and, and you know, deliver the—, deliver the uh, the recipes and all you have to do with some of these companies?
0: Well, things are opening up great. I mean, I mean, the, the industry in particular is doing quite well. Um, you know, with, obviously, with the Raiders being here now and, and having the first Monday night game, that drove a ton of traffic into that area. Uh, Boots was flowing. Beer was flowing. Uh, the atmosphere was great. I did not go to the game, but I was at the establishment that you were talking about that was very nearby. <laughs> yes, uh, down the street. <laughs> <laughs> Down the street, yes, I was there. And you know for me, like I enjoy the environment of watching the the game. I enjoy watching it by myself, but I enjoy that environment of like being in a place with a bunch of people and and cheering on you know the local team. or if if you want to just rib people the wrong way, then cheer on the opposite team, which sometimes is more fun than even if even if you want the Raiders to win, cheering on the opposite team just to watch how people freak out next to you sometimes can be really fun too. You just have to know who you're around, otherwise you could end up in a bad situation.
3: Jared and I believe you enjoyed the establishment uh, and the game. I did. So, uh, I did. Good for you. Case is smiling. you probably knows. Uh, finally, uh, it,
2: it takes me a while. I'm a little <laughs> slow, but I finally read between the lines. <laughs> uh,
3: what do you got for this week? Are you making some kind of Italian drink or something? Or did I miss yeah. that? Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, you, you got it right. So you know, this week, um, you know, this week is 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 dubbed Negroni week. And Negroni is a very uh, classic Italian cocktail that came to fruition in 1919 in Italy. Um, when Count Camille Negroni went into his favorite bar and ordered his favorite drink, the Americano, which is uh, gin, or excuse me, which is sweet vermouth, Campari, and soda, and asked his bartender, Fosco, to strengthen it by adding gin and removing the soda water. And then the Negroni cocktail was born, named after Count Camille Negroni. Uh, in 2013, uh, the Campari brand kind of started this uh, uh, this movement to help with charity and donate to charity, and they called it Negroni Week. And Negroni Week success- has been very successful and has grown every single year. Uh, and then this year, the 13th through the 19th of September, is a Negroni Week. Uh, it's equal parts gin. Pick your favorite gin. Um, I used Alpine Summit gin. Uh, I chose Alpine Summit gin because it is from Park City, Utah, right up the street. And often on the show, people know what kind of gin they like, but they're looking for suggestions for maybe something new. So I highly recommend Alpine Summit Gin. It's got a female master distiller, and uh, it's very handcrafted, very small distillery, but delicious, delicious gin. So if you're out looking for something new, I highly recommend it. But you can choose any gin that you like, but just know that the gin that you choose will greatly affect the way that the cocktail is made. Um, I tend to like a gin that is more juniper-forward, kind of more traditional, than something that is not. Um, but, you know, if you choose the wrong gin, the, it will, or if you choose a, a different gin, it will definitely change the flavor profile of the cocktail. Uh, and you may not like it one way, but you may like it with another one. This particular cocktail, for me, it, I'm very particular with the gin that I drink. So um, I choose a Juniper forward style. Uh, and in this case, like I mentioned, you know, I chose Alpine Distilling Summit Gin. So you're going to you pick a qual- high-quality gin. You're going to pick a – you cannot do it without Campari. You need Campari, the classic. And quintessential Italian uh, aperitif bitter liqueur, and then you're going to choose a sweet vermouth. I like some Zanos uh, vermouth. It is a sweet vermouth, um, and it kind of it's nice because it's not overly expensive. There are some kind of expensive vermouths on the market, uh, but this is kind of middle of the road, but gets the job done. It's amazing uh, vermouth, and you can use it for all of your cocktails that use sweet vermouth. So here's how you make the drink. You don't need any real special bar tools other than maybe uh, something to stir your drink with. The drink is built in a rocks glass um, over ice. Uh, This is the classic Italian way. You'll see a lot of bartenders will make this in a mixing glass off the side and then strain it over fresh ice. You can certainly do it that way. It's not wrong. But if you want to make it classically, you don't even do that. You take a rocks glass. You fill it with ice. You add the gin in one ounce. You add one ounce of Campari. You add one ounce of your sweet vermouth. You stir all the ingredients together in that glass. You garnish it with an orange uh, slice and you drink it. That's the drink. It's very simple. Uh, Now, some of the drinks that I make on the show, or a lot of the drinks that I make on the show are, you know, kind of uh, very pleasing to the palate, very enjoyable, light, effervescent, Uh, maybe even touch on the sweet or sour side. This is a boozy, forward, bitter cocktail. This is not for the faint of heart. This is not the drink that you're like, oh, I've never had a drink before. Let me have a Negroni. Uh, You (laughs) kind of want to work your way up to this one. Uh, this is not that, that style of drink, right? You, you, If you want to start with something easier, then you may want to start with, like, maybe the Americano, which might be a little simpler because the gin's out and you have the uh, the soda water in its place. Um, something like that, or a Campari and soda. You kind of work your way up to the Negroni aspect of things. Uh, but this is a very boozy cocktail. But this is kind of a, a bartender's classic drink. A lot of bartenders, a lot of chefs in the industry, when they go to their favorite bars, they may have another drink, but they usually along the night somewhere have a Negroni or a variation thereof. If you sub in bourbon, for instance, into this drink, it's called a Boulevardier. Same recipe, 111, but you sub in bourbon. There's a big family tree, if you will, of the um, the Negroni cocktail, and there's probably 15 drinks in that in that family tree, depending on what you're putting in bourbon or rye, if it's sweet vermouth or dry vermouth, et cetera. If you're using still wine, sparkling wine, whatever you can change it a bunch of different ways but the negroni is the the centerpiece for this week you can go to negroniweek.com and you can find a uh, partici- participating restaurant in the city there are, uh, i think there are 115 participating restaurants this year and every negroni that you order the uh, portion of the proceeds from that negroni will go to a charity of of the restaurant's choice uh, so there were a bunch of charities they could choose from and they can choose any denomination they want but you go, you have a negron, you have a cocktail, and part of what you're spending will go to charity. So,
3: Case and I take drinks of this thing, and what we're singing, Enya. Like, what happens? Mm. What happens here?
0: If we take uh, I don't it? know if you're going to sing Enya to this, you might be singing something a little more hardcore. I know Chase, uh, <laughs> Case likes the uh, like the like you like the old school kind of rock or punk or something. Is that what I heard?
2: Yeah, a little bit of everything, but I, I would definitely go with that.
0: Okay, well, it's not country, that's for sure. It's not country, <laughs> so you wouldn't be singing Garth Brooks. There's no Garbrook <laughs> here. Yeah no. Maybe some Slayer. I don't know. Yeah. Something hardcore. Uh, now yeah, we're yeah, talking. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. 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 <laughs> Is it some, Slayer in you? What's 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 happening with Slayer? Is Slayer a band or a person?
2: JR, I, I love Slayer oh, boy. a band. Oh, man. I, 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 lo- I know nothing about what he's talking about, but I loved uh, JR talking about that drink. I mean, I, I'm i so in, but I think all I need to know is this, this. So you're saying this is more of a Slayer drink than an inya drink. I totally understand if, if that's what it yes. comes down to. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah, no, next time
0: you're on the show, I'll just make a drink surrounded by the genre of music that you like, so that way you'll understand it more. You're like, I have no ah. idea what the drink is, but... If it says it's country, I know, okay, maybe I won't like it as much. But if it's Slayer or some hard rock or old school something, maybe I'll like it.
2: Oh, I'm, I'm so in. That uh, makes my day. And I feel like you're making a lot of people's days because yes. I'm almost sure the person that texted uh, Ed and said that uh, I was a root beer connoisseur, was a fellow ESPN radio uh, voice uh, and our friend Willie Ramirez. And I know he loves root beer floats. I'm not big on root beer floats, but you were describing root beer floats for a while. I'm sure he loved that. And then my wife texted me that you made her day because she (laughs) finds Bloody Mary's absolutely repulsive puke emoji. So you're making everyone's day.
0: (laughs) See, I mean, I, I know I'm not the only one out there, but it is certainly the unpopular take. That is for sure because when I tell people, uh, no, nah, I'll drink the tomato juice and the, you know, without the vodka. But the moment you put vodka or gin into it, like it was classically made, I'm out. I don't want it. Yeah,
1: uh, I genuinely am like, okay, you'd get the same effect if you just took a shot of tequila and drank a Gatorade. But all right, I guess we're doing <laughs> tomato
3: juice and gin.
0: <laughs> That's different, Jared. But okay.
3: <laughs> will this uh, Will this drink be up on Instagram?
0: Yes, it will. I'll be putting it up here shortly and you can go to at JR makes drinks and you can check it out there. It's a couple minute video, but real simple to the point, and you'll get the idea how to make it.
3: There he is. Brought to you by Liquor World Farm on Twitter at JR Starcus. Like you said, Instagram, JR at JR makes drinks. What's on tap here on a Thursday? Southern Glazers Wine Spirits in Nevada, our extreme mixologist. Take care of yourself, buddy. We'll talk to you next week. All right, guys. Take care. Bye. There he is. Uh no idea what that kid was talking about. Like I said, I drink I drink like half a stella and think I've had like a beer.
2: I, I just I loved hearing him talk about it though. You can is tell it weird it, when he <laughs> says the root beer floats?
3: I don't like root beer, but the ice cream makes the difference. Are you getting? Are you still getting a lot of root beer in it? Once you just have ice cream.
2: Yeah, but I feel like this one is so two camps. Like when I tell people I like root beer, I get that all the time. I think Willie was one of them. He's like, you gotta you gotta do a root beer float at some point. And I'm like, I, I don't need to ruin my root beer with ice cream. And then some people are like, why would you drink a root beer without ice cream? It's two parties. You? I mean, I'll I'll have
1: a root beer and I'll have a root beer float. I'm. I'm <laughs> Again, if there was alcohol
3: in Dr. Pepper, I would be the happiest man in the world.
1: Quit
2: disproving my narrative of the two sides. <laughs> All right,
3: when we come back, we'll close out a Thursday here in the Press Box. All right, back here to close out a Thursday, we want to thank Case Key for the Las Vegas Sun, who stepped in uh, for Tyler. Tyler back tomorrow with Pops, Willie Ramirez. That'll be a good show. Jared always here, running everything. Um, tell me the updated number. I think Iowa State's coming in to play the Rebels lane 30? Do you have an updated number? I don't think it's gotten it into up the a 20s. little bit.
2: Uh, yeah, 31 and a half. Oof. High is 32. Oof. So, What's your thought on the Rebels? They're 0-2. Uh,
3: they stayed with Arizona State for a half last week, and then again, offense failed them, and the defense just got burned out, and they got gassed for the second straight week. Um, I think the number started at 1 and a half to start the year. When you first saw that number, did you do anything with it, or are you sitting here saying, after watching the first two weeks, that's in, the 1 and a half is in play?
2: Yeah, no, I didn't do anything with it. And I'm sure you've never experienced a said, but from time to time, I've been accused of being a little too negative of the uh, UNLV <laughs> not me. football team. Yeah, never you. No,
1: not UNLV. So I'm going to
2: be a little positive here today and say okay. that I have a feeling they're going to get one.
1: <laughs> Does that count as positive?
3: <laughs>
2: What's that? On the press box, yes. Yeah. Yeah,
3: okay. On the press box, we got to say, whoa, 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 Case, don't go so crazy.
2: I mean, they do look a little improved. I think the, the problem that, you Know maybe we don't talk about as much since they've been so bad, is just the rest of the Mountain West looks up. All these teams look a little bit better. And you know, another place where in a regular year they'd have a chance to get that win is at UTSA. And the UTSA looks great, I said in a normal year, not that, not yeah. this year. Uh, you know, what the the uh, the coach there whose names escapes me right now, I think Stafford, Strafford, something like he's brought in so much talent. Uh, that to me is a, a sure L. So it's tough, but I I think somehow they find a way to get one. New Mexico's still not a finished product. I've been disappointed with Hawaii, um, even though they have played a, a tough schedule, 2 pack Pac-12 teams. I just have a feeling by the end of the year they get one, but I'm not saying a definitely not saying over one and a half right now.
3: I thought uh one going in. I thought there were three live ones: uh, Utah State, um, Hawaii, and 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 uh, the other who, who did New you Mexico, just, and New Mexico. Yeah. So I thought those were live. I watched Utah State last week. Um, they, you know, they play. They've played pretty well. I don't know if that's live and right. I actually think Utah State's going to come in here and probably win. There's there are ones on the boards. that's just not going to happen. I'll tell you one that could really get away from them is next week against Fresno State. They appear to be a lot better than maybe we thought going in. They, they're they not beating people. Well, first, they barely lose to Oregon. And their other two wins, they've just blown the doors off people. So I think that's a hard game. The Rebels are going to try to get up for Iowa State, their Big 12 team, a ranked team. But then to turn around and have to start conference on the road with UT, UTSA after that, I think it's these are a couple – this stretch is going to be hard for them, man. Until they get to that Utah State game, this is a brutal stretch for them.
2: Yeah, this stretch is uh, really tough. Uh, I've been impressed with Fresno State as well. Their offense is just so uh, creative and and pretty with with Kalen DeBoer. I think, uh, I don't know, it, in a lot of ways, it's the antithesis of what the UNLV offense has been, especially, and it might be again now with uh, Doug Broomfield hurt. Um, I don't see a win in these next three weeks, and, Utah State as well, like you said, they're looking good under uh, Blake Anderson. I yeah. know he brought some some uh, transfers with him from Arkansas right. State too, so they look better. That one still has at home, so that's another one. I would still throw that in as a potential win. But, yeah, I'm, I'm with you that I, I'm ready to pencil in Ls for each of the next three weeks for sure.
3: Um, what would you do if Brumfield's not 100%? I think we said – Tyler and I talked about this earlier the week. The kid could be the nicest kid in the world. I don't know. I don't know him. I think we've seen enough of Rodgers, a quarterback, to know what you have there. If Brumfield's not a hundred percent, I don't know how he can be after they hit last week. Isn't it time for Tate Martell?
2: But is Martell a hundred percent? I guess for well, me, I want to see that. This is the most. This is the the reason to watch the season is to see what becomes of this Tate Martell thing. So I'm with you. But if he's not healthy too, then I think it's got to be Rogers.
3: Man, I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot. Uh, Rogers might be nice kid, but boy, I, I I might even throw Cameron Field in the freshman. I might just give him a shot. I mean, you're probably not winning these games. I mean, it- just see who what you have.
1: It, this genuinely i i think that i don't think they win a game this season
3: you're going is it you're going under yeah, the g- number I, yeah i'm
2: going under one you're
3: going under one wow <laughs>
2: i got one still that would be 0 and oh oh that would be oh
3: and 18 in two years Oof. with potentially a new
2: ad Oof. yeah not good that's not
3: good case thanks very much where can they find you man
2: Uh, At Case Kiefer on Twitter, Las Vegas Sun, Las Vegas Weekly. uh, Just doing everything football. Awesome stuff. We'll see you out at the Raiders today.
3: Tyler and Willie Ramirez tomorrow morning.